Thank you for downloading the Inspirational Women of Portsmouth podcast. My name is Ronnie Edwards and I run Pomodzi Creators, which hosts the Inspirational Women of Portsmouth Awards. These awards mark International Women's Day through a nomination process where anyone can be nominated for being inspirational, regardless of their context. The project also raises money for the Rape Counselling Service Parks. This episode features Professor Claudia Madison of the University of Portsmouth. I hope you enjoy them. So I'm here with the lovely Professor Claudia Mariston, who um, is of Italian descent and works for the University of Portsmouth as an astrophysicist, which is just incredible and unique. Thank you for joining us, Claudia. Of course, it's my pleasure, Ronnie. Oh, now, Claudia, I know you um, not only as a professor but also um, as a hip-hop dancer. I um, love hip-hop. It's an <laughs> absolute favourite of mine, Ronnie. And thanks to that, we could meet. How lucky was I? I know. So you're the only astrophysicist professor I know in the whole wide world. Um, yes, you-, you told me that when you came to my inaugural lecture for the professorship, and I love that statement. It keeps being in my mind. It's and that's fun, Ronnie. <laughs> it's just brilliant. It's just brilliant. So tell us about tell us about yourself. What does life entail for you? So um, first of all, before becoming a professor, you're roughly <laughs> a longer career path from a PhD through postdoctoral research through lectureship until uh, you you may or may not become a professor. In mm. fact, uh, I succeeded in that. That's a, a remarkable step. As a professor now, I do three main activities. I do research active with my students and with my international collaborators. In particular, try to solve the problem of how galaxies form and evolve in the universe. How Why- gal- form and evolve in the universe that's it trying to to solve that problem over a cup of tea that's it (laughs) maybe a cup of coffee as you say I'm Italian that's it that's crazy yeah it is a big mystery you know we live in the Milky Way the Milky Way is a big galaxy containing 100 billion of stars and the sun is just a little bit of it and so when did they start to form how long after the Big Bang why do, do they compose the chemical composition that we have uh, containing oxygen, magnesium, and other things that also made up our, let's say, physical bodies? So it's wow. all a big problem, Ronnie, <laughs> especially from the origin to now. And, you know, the universe is a bit older than the two of us. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like 14 billion years. That's incredible. And what... I guess it's never ending, the, the research that goes into that. No, because there are so many open problems. There are also problems that uh, some of us think they might not find an easy solution, which is the why it started, because that also intersects with other problems, including philosophy and religion. Mm. Uh, but it's, And also, <laughs> it came so far away in the past, and it, it requires knowledge of physics that is probably still unknown. So I doubt my generation will solve the problem, but we grow a generation of students that to keep doing it. Mm. It's probably the most ancient of all disciplines also that um, in history, thousands of years ago, the Arabians, the Chinese, uh, the Egyptians, uh, and mm. in South 
America and in Central Africa, they were looking to the stars and asking probably the same questions. Same questions, yeah. Um, so have there been any specific changes in terms of women working within this industry um, that you might have encountered? Yes. Yeah, this is a very good point. As you said, I come from Italy. When I got my PhD, um, over three positions, we were three women. So the okay. French, yeah, the, that was ba- back in '98. <laughs> so, oh. ago. so the fraction of women in Italy was uh, um, quite substantial. Although one must say, um, less and less going to senior positions. Okay. Still, mm-hmm. it was better than in other countries. Then I moved to Germany, where that fraction went down to be ten percent. Mm-hmm. So when in Italy it was around twenty-five. Then I moved to the UK, and that fraction is still around eleven percent. So let's say we are facing uh, that in this country there is a lack of women starting from the students, and they see this at the university. There is a, there's been an improvement in women in senior positions. Okay. Like like, it like, your, like yourself. Yeah. Exactly. So in, in panel, in international panel, on editorial boards, uh, people have now are now aware that they, they want to reserve a quota that is for female. When we do interviews, uh, the panel must contain at least one female scientist. Okay, the selection and panel. The selection panel. And mm-hmm. in my department, we also take care that in the short list of candidates, mm-hmm. unless it is impossible, but this never happened. We need to have at least one female candidate. Um, so who would you say has been, like, you've achieved so much. Has there, has there been somebody who's been quite influential in your journey to help you kind of get to where you are? The most influential was me. In the sense that... That's fair enough, yeah. <laughs> yes. One good tip that one would like to give is never to be too dependent Mm. on other people for your future. And this is absolutely mm. possible. First of all, this is something I would like to say. But then, Ron, in a long career of 20 years, there, are, there have been people that I really would like to thank. Mm. And I wanted to pick one that is, has been influential in the UK because it brought me to the UK. I'd like to pick uh, a professor at Oxford who also motivated me to come to the UK because he invited me back in 2005. His name is Professor Roger Davis. Okay. Yes. Um, he made me a fellow of the Christ Church College in Oxford, the, the College of Harry Potter. Oh. Yes, so Roger did a lot of good things, and not only in terms of practical recommendation and support, also was referee for me when I became a professor, but also in other panels of research and research activities. So he made me member of the dining club of the Royal Astronomical Society. You see that sometimes I go to these secret dinners. Ronnie, this club only contained men until the 70s. Oh, wow. So there is still a very small fraction of women in that dining club. William Herschel in 1820s. This is the site. And I'm proud to be one of them. Okay, thank you. Um, and what, because you, you've kind of made Portsmouth your home, so you would have gone from Italy to Oxford, is that right? And then Portsmouth? Well, we did stop over six years in Germany, actually. And Germany, popped over to Germany. So it's quite, quite, quite a long journey to get to Portsmouth. And what, what would you say, um, comparatively with all those places, is you love the most about Portsmouth? 
So, uh, well, I also love our friendship, Ronnie, I need to say. Oh, stop it. <laughs> it true. And the music and the dance. But oh. I, I, what I love the Portsmouth is that people are friendly. Mm. So friendly, Ronnie. I could, you could stop and chat with people around the street, and that's very similar to Italy. It wasn't okay. like in Germany, although I really have excellent friends there, but it was a bit more distant. Uh-huh. And it was also not like this in Oxford. The other fantastic uh, thing in Portsmouth is the seafront. Mm. When you go and meet people and you start chatting impromptu and so spontaneous, I think uh, it is a special location. I really liked it. And I didn't know much of it before moving into Portsmouth, following an invitation from this university. Mm, okay. But I found a lot of... Uh, pleasant activities. Uh, as I say, to be to live by the seaside is something that if you like, then you are not uh, keen to give up. You can't give up because you want to smell the sea. Yes. Yes. You know, I, I, um, I've said this in another podcast, Nithi, I think. I always feel it when I'm away from the sea. From the sea. Like yes. if, I, if I have to go to like the middle of the country, yes. um, if I have to go travel like more than two hours away from the sea, I'm always like, oh, Yes, there is a difference. So you and the Portsmouth of University, you, you uh, work in the University of Portsmouth. Would you, in your time there, would you see, would you have seen anything that the university has done in terms of supporting or empowering women um, as an organisation? Yes, the university has also embraced activities and probably the most relevant of it is the Athena Swan uh, Award, which is a national sort of uh, competition which measures uh, how many um, measures and solutions are put in place mm. for uh, women that would like to become academics. And that uh, entails a variety of activities, which include the quote I told you, but for example... This was adopted at the university after the uh, National Research Council. Uh, there is a support for childcare when you go to conferences. Mm, that's good. You can uh, exactly you can make a, a request and uh, big conferences. And this happened to me personally a couple of times when the, my girls were little. They they set up a, a sort of kindergarten <laughs> during the time in which. The parents are attending the conference. Oh, wow. Yes, uh, it costs uh, not too much and you can get reimbursed. But okay. it is awesome that it, uh, it exists. And so, and we as a department, uh, we have taken up uh, for several years now. Uh, of course, now there is a crisis, especially due to the pandemic. So we will see how it happened. The other thing that happened was to ensure um, um, quiet offices uh, for those colleagues who just had a baby and wanted to breastfeed coming to the office. Oh, that's really good. Yes, yeah. and we all volunteer. In my case, because I did the same thing, but my girls were at the university nursery, which was just uh, one floor down my department. So I would go into the nursery and coming back. But what we've done later for younger colleagues who had just their baby is to set uh, private offices. And again, all the quotas and the numbers that I told you have become drastically different. Okay. I still think we should do more because yeah. there, are, yeah, there are niches of, uh, uh, let's say, representation that are still only mm. uh, 
featured by male, and I don't think that's necessary particularly. Mm. So and this, I'm speaking about the very, very top. And so uh, I think we should all work uh, um, in order to improve. So that's at least to be the chance that when you have an interview, there should be a variety of candidates. This mm. is what we want to work for. Okay. Well, there's, there's a lot to celebrate within all that, though, isn't there? So that's fantastic. Um, and... I've got a question for you about just to get a little, little know a little bit more about about what uh, inspires you. Um, imagine that I have got some money for you that I'd like to spend on you, and I said to you, Claudia, I would like you to go out for a meal wherever you like. I will pay for it, and um, you can choose a restaurant of your liking and you can have three people go with you who would those three dinner party guests be and why oh first of all tell me where you want to go you can go any way you like and then tell me who those three people are okay we tell you where i want to i don't want to go to an italian restaurant <laughs> <laughs> is, is it that thing when you're italian like it's mm. hard to appreciate other like italian restaurant food yeah, so, so then let's yeah. Italian food, then we go to my home, and I hope to have this <laughs> <laughs> Very good. I, I absolutely love Thai food, and I love uh, fish. I love actually uh, Central Africa food, that w- which I could try in Burkina Faso many years ago. Okay. I really like it. It's very colorful. So an exotic restaurant, I leave this to you. Okay, okay, okay. restaurant. I- in, Ports- in Portsmouth, we'll try. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh wait so you want me to pay for a flight and yes. a, a meal. <laughs> so yes. an ex- exotic restaurant and who would you take with you so uh that's oh i would love to take many different people but yeah. let us be um this is a troubled time with this pandemic and mm-hmm. the i'm very curious but i think it also get into the deep of our society. Mm. Um, there is a doctor. This lady is called uh, Huan Shiming, and I hope my pronunciation fair. Mm. She's Chinese, and she's right. the director of the epidemiology lab called the P4 lab in Wuhan. So the, where the director of the epidemiology... Epidemiologist lab. Okay. Let's say... Let's what say is, it's the laboratory where they study viruses. Oh, okay, okay. Right? Yeah. And uh, in the city where this pandemic uh, started. started. Right. Yes. And so uh, this doctor uh, has written several articles, uh, uh, especially describing origin and effect of respiratory disease viruses. Oh, okay. She's been charged of the accusation that the virus has leaked out of her lab. Okay. Yes, which is, you know, there is a strange coincidence that the virus started there and this huge international laboratory is also in the same city. So I would like to talk to her personally to really know her insight and mm. the truth about this problem. I don't know what is your feeling, Ronnie, but this pandemic, I think, is a one time in history that we are experiencing and it's mm. the whole world. And we are still thinking what to do, where to go, what's come next. Mm. So at the time of speaking, I would like to have her 
for dinner <laughs> that you kindly pay and yeah. understand what's going on. Yes. Uh, the other person I would like to take with me is Madonna. Madonna, the singer. Yes. Ah. She's. I thought that she's such. A, I like. I like that people. They bring up themselves. She's a self-made star. She is, isn't she? Yeah. She is. She go. She went across epochs, similarly like David Bowie, and unfortunately passed away. But Madonna survived the changes in styles, changes in trend, being always at the top, renovating herself. It's a personality I feel very close to. Mm. So I really would like to have a dinner to have her at the table with us. I forgot about Madonna. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, um, I was jogging along and I had like my uh, my Spotify on shuffle and uh, a Madonna, do you remember Cherish came on? Yes, yes. It made me feel so happy. I was like, oh my gosh, I remember this song. <laughs> it feels like a very long time ago. It's a long time ago. Some of us remember, but it's one of those yeah. uh, things about women, those winning yeah. But that also, they don't come from set up families, so they did a lot of effort and they came. So it's fascinating. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, so that we have two ladies, and uh, and then may I pick a person that I we don't know whether it's a person or who is. I would like to invite Jesus. Oh, yeah. Because I'm constantly. He'd be quite entertaining, wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine our table? Jesus, we're out of wine. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think it would help um, with the big question of life and death. Indeed, so, yeah. yeah. Do you know what one of the stories about Jesus I'm always fascinated by um, is the story of um, when he encounters some men about to stone a woman for oh, adultery. Yeah. And uh, he says, whoever has no sin casts his first stone. Is that, yes. is that something along the lines? Yes. And in the, in the Bible verse, it talks about how he's sitting and he wrote something in the ground as he spoke. Yes. I would love to know what he wrote on the ground. That is something. Because it, it, it doesn't say, does it? It doesn't reveal it. And one by one, the men dropped their stones and walked away from the woman. And I just think, oh, my goodness me. I wonder what he wrote in the ground. So, so random, but I do, I do. No, I completely feel it. Yeah, yeah this mystery, yeah. you know, the soul, the fact mm. that you look into the eyes of another person, you see more than what the, it's fantastic. Mm. That's, a, that's a lovely choice. And that's you, the point. Yeah, great choice. Thank you. Can I have one fourth? One fourth. Oh, go on then. Go on then. Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. Do you know that? <laughs> oh, Snoop, yeah. Snoop Dogg will probably be able to cook your meal for you because he did a cookery program with... Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, really random. Um, but it was this lovely cultural blend. Um, he did it with a lady, the lady who went to prison for... Uh, tax evasion, but she's quite posh. Anyway, Snoop Dogg, yeah. I, okay. why, why would you choose Snoop Dogg? 
I love him, <laughs> to be honest. I'm fond of him. We were booked to go to a concert uh, in April, 2nd of April in London, which was cancelled because of the pandemic. I just think it's really cool and creative. That he is, he isn't he? With us, yes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, he'd probably have a lot of funny stories to tell you as well, I'm sure. Um, yes. So, good but, choice. Uh, I noticed your husband wasn't on that list. <laughs> oh, he's <laughs> welcome. So that, he that's fair bad. enough. I love that everyone I've asked um, who this question to so far nobody's mentioned their, their partner. They've been like, oh, yeah, well, I see. Yes. Which is <laughs> <laughs> great. It's great. Oh, we've seen that one time. Yes. You see enough of him, I'm sure, um, every other day. And just one last question. Like, if you were to give yourself some advice as a child, like your your younger self, what what advice would you give your younger self now so i would suggest that to my younger self and to anyone younger to just uh, be enthusiastic a bit light instead of being deep thinking and not uh, not look for trouble but look for rewards of fun and enthusiasm and and then good, good, good advice good advice uh, <laughs> and I guess that's the kind of thing you're passing on to your, your girls as well, isn't it? Yes. Do, do, you, see, do you see them taking that on, that, that value? Yes, they, they are quite, uh, they have different characters. It's good as you <laughs> to have more mm. than one child, you will see different personalities. Mm. Uh, I try not to influence them in what they would like to do. Because this is what my parents, I love my parents. They really brought us up in the full freedom of choice. And this is so important without putting any influence. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I do the same thing. Of course, we talk a lot. We try to understand direction. They are still pretty young. But uh, yes, they are positive in what they want to do. They they marry challenges without thinking too much about drama. And they are very easygoing, if you Mm -hmm. like. Secret yeah. to have a range of friendship and not to segregate into stereotypes or into groups. Uh, be free and enthusiastic and open to new stimulus. As you say, uh, I started, I found this hip hop dance <laughs> gosh, group. I just had to go for it. Oh, wonderful. Fantastic. So, this is the, yes, my girls, are, we, we bring it up with this philosophy and hopefully we will succeed. I still don't know what I want to do. And none of them want to go into science, which is good because we're two scientific uh, parents. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you don't want your children to. Mm. And we are, it's an adventure. They still don't know. Oh, fantastic. Professor Madison. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Um, I know there's, it's such an, such an odd time season, isn't it? This whole lockdown season. So I appreciate your time. Yes. No, Ronnie, I'm very honored to be interviewed by you because I know I think so highly of you. Oh, bless you. Well, thank you very much. <laughs>